Hi there, it's Mark from Third Shot Sports, and welcome to another episode of Pickleball Problems. All right, today on the show, we are answering the question, what counts as good pickleball technique? What counts as good pickleball technique? Is your technique good? Is my technique good? How do we know? How do we decide what counts as good pickleball technique? You are going to want to listen to this, whether you're a player, whether you're a coach, whether you're just someone who wants to get better at the game. What counts as good pickleball technique? We're going to try to answer that in just a moment. This podcast is brought to you by Pickleball Coaching International. PCI offers instructor education and certification in the United States and around the world. If you've thought about becoming a certified pickleball instructor, Pickleball Coaching International is your best bet. PCI certification is just $249 and includes all your training materials, tons of resources, all your evaluations, liability insurance, and great deals from our friends at Selkirk Sport. There is no better deal out there. Did I mention that level one certification is 100% online? So you can take the course when it works for you. You don't have to worry about costly or inconvenient travel. Like I do here at the show, PCI certification takes a modern, practical look at teaching pickleball in a way that is safe, fun, and effective. Head over to PCIPickleball.com to learn more and to start your certification course today. That's PCIPickleball.com. Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches even better. All right, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Mark Renison. Today, we are answering the question, what counts as good pickleball technique? Right? When you go out on the court, when you hit the ball, when you use your body, when you use your paddle, you are using some kind of technique. And sometimes it's more intentional than others. I get it. But we are talking about what counts as good technique out there. How should you know? How should we define good technique versus other kinds of technique? Now, here's the issue, right? Pickleball, the barrier to entry is pretty low. You can get a bunch of brand new people. Maybe they don't even have a racket sports background. They can go on the court, they can start playing right away, and that's really great. That low barrier to entry, I think that is one of the reasons why pickleball, frankly, is growing so quickly, and especially compared to some other sports, why it may have a a little bit of an upper hand, because you don't have to have a whole lot of athletic experience to go out and play and to have fun right away, which is great. But that does lead into a little bit of a problem. And when you go out, try this yourself. Go out to the pickleball courts next time and just look at the people, right? Take something like a serve or a forehand or a volley and say, hey, I'm going to look at all the people that are playing out here and see how similar or different their techniques look. And I think there's a very good chance if your experience is like mine, you will go out and you will say, holy smokes, there's a lot of different technique going on out here. So let's think a little bit about um, first why we should care about technique and then what counts as good technique. So first of all, why should we care about technique? Well, technique is not good in and of itself, right? Pickleball is not gymnastics or synchronized swimming. You don't win because you look pretty when you hit the ball, right? I've never seen Ben Johns or Annalie Waters stop a point and say, oh, love your technique. You deserve the point, right? That's not how it works. You don't win because it looks good. You win because you put the ball in play once more than the other team does. So we can start to think about technique not as good in and of itself, but technique is a tool, a tool we use to apply certain tactics, to try to do certain things with the ball. And whether that's controlling the height or the speed, the spin, the distance direction, we want to use technique as this tool to allow us to do that so that we can put the ball in play once more than our opponents do, right? So that's kind of how I want to set up this conversation about technique, is like technique is not good for its own reasons. It's good because it 
it allows us to do something. We call it being instrumentally good, right? At putting the ball in play. That's what we want to talk about. So when we come back in just a moment, we're going to talk about the three things that I think make technique good. Hey there, it's Mark. Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Selkirk TV. Selkirk TV gives you a front row seat to live pickleball matches, past championships, on-demand skills training, including my pretty great show called Pickleball Today, as well as behind-the-scenes insights and so much more. Available in the App Store and on Google Play, Selkirk TV is the perfect app for any pickleball fan. Download the app today for free and get started watching pickleball's very best online content. Selkirk TV. All right, welcome back to Pickleball Problems. Today we're talking about technique, and I've already sort of set up that technique is not good in and of itself, but it is a tool that allows us to implement certain tactics. So what should we count as good versus bad? Well, I think the first criteria we should use is, is it safe? Is the way that the player is using their body in the paddle, that's our definition of technique, is it safe? Or is it putting the person at greater risk of an injury? So let me give you an example. Um, you know how some people... Oh, what should we say? Let's say, uh, oh, when they hit their backhands, they never stand sideways. They're always facing forward straight onto the net. And so when the ball comes, especially on the backhand side, they kind of reach across their body and they sort of bump it over using their forearm and their elbow. Now, I would argue that this is not very safe technique, right? Because when you bump it over, just using your arm and your elbow, um, you're asking pretty small joints to do a lot of pretty explosive work, right? Especially if you want to hit hard. And so you're putting those small joints at a fairly high risk for injury, right? So this technique is not great. Whether you get injured or not right now isn't really the question. It's, are you putting yourself at greater risk for injury? Now, what would an alternative be? What do we see strong players do? Well, they don't face forward when the ball comes to their backhand side, especially on a ground stroke, right? Like a return of serve or a drive. Instead, they get sideways. Because if they're sideways when they're hitting the ball, then they can rotate through the shot. They can use their core, they can use their shoulders, they can even use their legs. So now you're asking these bigger, stronger parts of the body, rather than the puny little forearm and wrist, to do more of the heavy lifting. And so to me, that's going to put you in a in a safer position when you're hitting the ball. That technique will be safer. So technique where you're facing forward, bumping the ball over the net on a return of serve, not great technique, at least for the reason that it puts you at greater risk for an injury. Okay, so that's one of our criteria. And we can think about a whole bunch of other things, right? The grips that people use, or, you know, if you're hitting the ball behind your body instead of out in front of your body, again, you're putting yourself at greater risk for an injury because you're in these weak sort of hitting positions. Okay, so that's our first criteria to answer the question, what counts as good technique? Is the technique safe? Good technique is safe technique. Okay, second, I think the question is, is it effective? Can you do what you want with the ball? So for example, let's take our example we just did a second ago, bumping the ball over the net, right, on the backhand side. Not getting sideways, but instead facing forward and using your puny little arm to send it. Well, what if I want to drive the ball? What if I want to hit it hard? What if I've got a big scary opponent at the net and I just want to smoke that backhand right past them or hit right hard at their body? Is this technique, just bumping it over with my arm and forearm, going to allow me to do that? I think the answer is probably no, because I'm using these puny little parts, right? Let's take another example. Um, oh, you know when people hold their forehand, like they hold their paddle almost like they're holding a frying pan when they're up at the net? My mom used to do that. Well, that can be really great when you get kind of a high ball that you can hit down. But what about when that ball comes low on your backhand side, 
right? That's now a really like difficult position. It's tough to dig that ball up because when you hold it kind of like you're holding a frying pan, by the way, we call that a full Western forehand grip. It doesn't matter. When you have that ball low on the, for on the backhand side, that grip is going to put the paddle in a position where it's really hard to tilt it up and over the net. Is it impossible? No, there's people who find ways around it. Pro pickleball players Jeff Warnick and Riley Newman are good examples. But it's really hard to do this. So that technique, holding your forehand, holding your paddle like you're holding uh, a frying pan, is pretty poor technique. Not necessarily because it's dangerous, like our first criteria, but because it's pretty ineffective for doing what we want with the ball in certain places. Let me give you another example. Let's say, uh, oh, overhead smash. Overhead smash. When that ball gets sent up high, rather than turning sideways like you're going to throw a ball, right? Instead, you stay facing forward and you just kind of swing your only your arm at it. Again, if you want to hit hard, which often you do on overhead smashes, just using your puny little arm is probably not going to give you very much power, right? Instead, we'd rather be sideways and we can rotate and we can extend, right? So good technique also allows us to do what we want with the ball. And if the technique I'm using isn't allowing me to do that, then there's a real limitation there. Hey there, it's Mark. Are you a pickleball coach? If so, I bet you work hard to design your lesson plans. A good lesson plan can be the difference between running a fantastic clinic or running one that's, well, just so-so. And that's the reason I put together some of my all-time favorite lesson plans. These are flexible, easy-to-follow plans that you can adapt for players of any skill level. And because we organize them by theme, they work really well, whether you're teaching a single clinic or running them as a series. If you want to make your life easier as a coach, come check out my favorite lesson plans. Head over to PCIPickleball.com and you'll see the link. That's PCIPickleball.com and look for premium lesson plans. Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches even better. All right, the third and final criteria we should use when we're talking about what technique counts as good is the question, can you build on it down the road as your skills improve, as the demands of pickleball increase? Will the technique you're using today be something that you can build on down the road? Is it a good foundation for the future? Now, this question is a little bit trickier because if you're a player, well, there's a good chance that you don't know what you're going to need down the future in the future, down the road, right? You may not know what all of a sudden it's like to receive a ball from a 4.5 player or 5.0 player. You may not understand the amount of spin or the heaviness of the ball when they serve it or the speed of their drive or how wide you're going to have to move to play those dinks or whatever it might be, right? So there may be some blind spots for players. And so this one can be tougher to answer. Incidentally, this is why it's helpful if you're working with a skilled coach, because hopefully that coach is a little bit of a future seer, right? That they can see down the road what will be necessary. And so this question of what counts as good technique, te good technique is technique that you can build on, that you can build on. So for example, if we're talking about the impact point, where you make contact relative to the your body on the net with the ball when you're serving or returning or hitting a volley, right? We want a technique that we can build on down the road. If we're talking about grips, right? Okay, yeah, the grip is going to allow me to What's a good example? A continental grip, like you're holding the paddle just like you're holding a hammer. That grip is great when you are trying to serve and just get the ball in play because the continental grip kind of naturally opens the paddle face. And so setting the ball with a bit of an arc is relatively easy. But what about when you want to start to drive those serves? Hit them harder, hit them lower, hit them with spin. 
is the continental grip really going to be something you can build on? Well, not really. I mean, you can do it, but it's much easier to use what we call an Eastern forehand grip. It's kind of like you're shaking hands with someone. Your hand is slightly behind the paddle because that closes the paddle face a little more naturally, puts your hand in a stronger hitting position, right? So there's lots of examples we could talk about movement because movement is part of technique. We can talk about how you use the paddle. Um, we could talk, talk about grips or setups or impact points. We could talk about the feelings players have when they hit different shots. We can talk about the recovery, where they move after they hit. And so it's really important when we're thinking about good technique. It's not just what works for today, but is this technique that I can build on over time, right? Or if I'm working with players, that I will be able to, um, as they advance, I'll be able to build on this. Or is this all of a sudden going to become kind of the ceiling and it's going to prevent them from advancing? Okay, so there it is. Those are the three criteria I like to use when it comes to what counts as good technique. Is it safe? Is it effective? And can we build on this over time? I'd love to know what you think about the show. I'd love to know what you think about this question. Did I miss something when it comes to technique? What counts as good? Is one of my three criteria silly? Let me know. Send me an email. Mark at thirdshotsports.com is a great way to get in touch with us. Thanks to our good friends over at Selkirk Sport for supporting what we're doing. Head over to PCIPickleball.com if you're a pickleball coach and you're interested in, I don't know, learning more about coaching. And of course, you can find us on all the social media at Third Shot Sports. Thanks for listening. I'm heading to Nationals. We're ready for some more podcasts coming from there.